Is that problematic? I don't think so. Welcome everyone to episode 16 of 99100, the show counting up the top 100 domestic grossing box office movies of 1999. I am your super like hoppy, but also like mellow IPA host, Sparky Shelton. And I'm your, I'm your pale little yellow frothy piss of a beer, Tino Mickens. <laughs> and I'm Ryan. Well, boys, another day has passed and we're recording another podcast Back to back. It is unprecedented. I like those rhymes, man. It is unprecedented another in day the history has passed. of the show. We're recording another podcast. That was mm. good. Mm. I'll snap myself. I'm not too proud to, to self-snap. I will give it to you, I think. Okay. Um, what did you guys do in the past 24 hours that we've talked to each other? Well, my roommate moved out. Oh, yeah, the one with the I, vacuum? I helped him pack up his truck. Took us 45 minutes. Give me a second, guys. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Do you think he wants us to wait for him, or should we do pirate code? Pirate code? No, this is a good story. Fuck this guy. Yeah. Do you believe this guy? Let's let's go on with the story. So, can I ask you, did you help him load his vacuum into the truck? Not his vacuum. Or, okay, yeah, it's house vacuum. I I should have assumed. Yeah, so why would he get the vacuum? Well, did he seem happy to be leaving? It seemed like you guys didn't have the greatest relationship. It, seemed it was like a brotherhood kind of. I remember my brother right. and I, when we lived together, would always fight about when is an appropriate time to vacuum. But then we'd also get fucked up together and have a lot of fun, you know? So it's like a good good pal. That makes sense. We're good guys. He's a good guy. But now, the room that he lived in, Tino, you, were, you had the privilege of coming to my apartment once. And he lived yes. in the big room that had direct access to the balcony. Mm. Now oh it is completely God. empty. The sun, like the lighting in there around 5, 6 p.m. Golden hour. Amazing. Plus, uh... I can take pictures with the city behind me while still being in AC. So it's just like that's hot. the greatest. That's No, insane. it's not hot. That's the point, Sparky. <laughs> I'd love I'd love to re- live somewhere where rent is cheaper rather than what is it there what 1200 for that room for that room and then someone moved into the sunroom and they're paying like 400 I would have lived in the sunroom if you had told me that was an option that was a nice room it originally so what happened was someone was like I'm moving out I'm going to live with my parents because I don't want to keep paying the the second most expensive room and then he was like, psych, I actually want to stay. But in the six or in the few months that passed between him saying he wanted to stay and that he wanted to go, flip those around because they happened in the opposite direction. But um, he, sure. uh, some, we had already found a replacement. Mm. So we accommodated him. In the sunroom. In the sunroom. How does Which he feel is, about that? He's fine. I like that room. It's bigger than mine. Does yeah, it have a, a nice bathroom? Room. Does it have I feel a bathroom? Like it'd be weird to have as a bedroom. What's up, Sparky? Does it have a bathroom? No, there's only two bathrooms. No one has an ensuite bathroom. Ooh, yeah, that's a deal breaker for this boy. I uh, you need your own bathroom? Yeah. So basically, I have spent since I moved out of my parents' house, uh, uh, 
which I had an ensuite bathroom in. In college, I was always in suites where I shared a bathroom with one person. Um, and then when I moved out, I spent two months uh, sharing a bathroom. And then since then, which is like now four years, three years, I uh, have exclusively had my own bathroom. And I couldn't imagine that's, living that's any other sick. way. You know, I don't think I need my own bathroom. I've never really had issues being sharing a bathroom with people. Mm. Maybe that's just me. Mm. Are you doing weird stuff in the bathroom, Sparky? Um, I don't think so. I, I like having my own counter space. That's the real thing. Is like, I like being the lord of my own dominion, re, where I put like my toothpaste and my beard oils. And um, I like you know, to... I like I'd to, like to just... Yeah, what's up? What's up? I like to pop my zits on the mirror, and then when I move out, like, it's this whole thing where the entire mirror is covered in it. You know, what I was going to say was that's crazy, because speaking of Lords of the Bathroom, <laughs> our movie this week was <laughs> Stir of Echoes. Stirs of Echoes. Stir. Stir. stir? I think it's singular. Is yeah, it singular, singular or is it man. double? Hold on. We got to resolve it's- this. I'm we gonna keep... Google it faster than you. I yeah, just stir of echoes singular. Oh, stir of echoes. I stand corrected. I cede the floor to you, sir. <laughs> the fuck stirs of pots? Like what? Stir of the pot. If you were gonna <laughs> use a real life example, stir of echoes. Stir of the pot. Yeah, that <laughs> that Samantha. She's really she's really dramatic. She really liked to stirs of the pot. No, no, one stir. Stir the of the 1999 pot. classic. Okay, you're Stir stealing my line. Echoes. I guess. Starring Kevin Bacon and others. Yeah. The dad from Transformers. He's the only one that matters, though, really. The dad from Transformers? Transformers? No, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> oh, okay. The dad from Transformers. Kevin Starring Dunn. Shia. Yeah. None of that Marky Mark bullshit. Kevin Dunn, Absolutely who's also not. What's-His-Face in Veep. He's the guy in Veep. Yes, yeah. I've never Veep. seen Veep, so... Transformers it is for me. So listen, Kevin Bacon has got a son. He's got a wife. <laughs> and he's got another on the way. Um, yeah. Because the movie opens with him finding out through his uh, sister-in-law that his wife is pregnant, to which he says, and I quote, bummer, which I, for the money, for the money, I think is probably the worst reaction you could have to finding out your wife is pregnant. Definitely. Because it conveys both disappointment and total apathy. Really quick, maybe a better, or not better, depending on how you think about better, but more bad, a worse one, I guess the word would be, a worse way to go would be to punch her in the stomach. <laughs> I don't think that that's the worst thing you could do, is just saying bummer. There's a, you can go deep. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. That is fair. But he doesn't, though. He, he All he does is say bummer. And then they, you know, he's he's a man. He, you know, our emotions are really weird. They come out in strange ways. And he uh, they have a heartfelt discussion later that night. And he, he reveals that he has aspirations for a better life for his family. Mm, mm. He doesn't want to just be this, this factory worker who's in a band on the side. He wants to get further than that. Also, they just bring up this band at the beginning, and I just realized they never bring they it back. They never bring it back up, no. No, it kind of plays into the character because he plays the guitar. 
And then he finds his oh. son is like, yo, these notes. Which and then, is, we'll get to it, but it is the lick from Paint It Black, which is one yeah. of the more famous licks in the history of music. Maybe alternate universe, man. It's like <laughs> yesterday. The Beatles don't exist. Well, he has a Rolling Stones album, though. Shit. Like, he listens to it. So what kind of stuff do you think we would lose if the Beatles never existed? Oh, like what other stuff would we not have? Lonely Hearts. We probably what would, we, we probably wouldn't get a, a a very disappointing movie about what would happen if the Beatles didn't exist. Coca-Cola for some reason. What if we ended up getting a movie about this amazing band that never existed and then we were all like, "Wow, I wish those guys existed." That probably like would have just been yesterday. the monkeys though, right? <laughs> what? Wouldn't that just be the monkeys? Like a manufactured band? You mean Dude, the gorillas? No, I mean, I mean, listen, the Beatles never existed, and then we're in the year of our Lord 2020, <laughs> and there's a movie comes out that's called, like, Tomorrow or something, and it's like, oh, man, <laughs> what if there were these people called the Beatles? <laughs> and when, that's the concept of the movie, and it's like, oh, my God, what, it's the best band ever. I wish, I, wish we had these, I wish we had these people. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying from a now perspective in this universe, if somebody pitched a movie of like, what if we made a movie about the best band that ever existed, that puts one, I don't think that would be very interesting because like the movie creates its own fiction so everybody loves them. Um, that would also put quite a bit of pressure on the people responsible for writing the music in the movie. But dude, if it's no, the they Beatles, their Benny hits Blanco, are killer. They just put Benny Blanco and Ed Sheeran into a room together and throw <laughs> bananas at them until they got something. <laughs> I'm telling you, they would have the Beatles songs. It would be about the Beatles. They'd be up there singing. Uh, I I if we're gonna talk about I yesterday, I want to hold your hand. <laughs> that was the first one that I thought of. I do, I do want to, I do want to say, since we're talking about yesterday instead of Stir of Echoes, one of my favorite scenes in Yesterday was when Ed Sheeran challenges this guy. I think his name is Jack to a uh, to a competition, a song, a, a speed songwriting competition, where like <laughs> you're like, oh, you think you're good, you think you're great. What if you have to do it on the fly? And, like, Ed Sheeran writes this weird song that's kind of bad and sounds like he just made it up. And then the guy plays, like, The Long and Winding Road. And then Ed Sheeran is like, I've been bested. I must stop writing music. And that's the last you ever see of Ed Sheeran for the rest of the movie. Because he he dies, man. And he goes straight to music hell. (laughs) Because he couldn't write The Long and Winding Road. The weirdest part about the whole movie was him meeting John Lennon. I love that scene, though. It's a good scene. Yo, wait. Stir of Echoes. Stir of Echoes, right. <laughs> That's the movie. Wait wait until... I think it's... Uh, yesterday was number seven at the domestic box office in 99, so we can get there when we get there. Um, <laughs> Tomorrow. <okay, cool>. <laughs> Tomorrow. Um, yeah, so he has a, a, a not stellar uh, uh, reaction to uh, finding out that there's going to be another child in his household. Um, and then they proceed to go to a house party um, where uh, the sister... The kid's in bed, let's say. Yeah, the kid's in be, bed. be clear. The kid's in bed. They're not abandoning this child. And they were down but, the street. Yeah, they were down the street, kids in, in bed. Um, and then the sister 
the the wife's sister who is sort of terrible the whole movie um and Lisa Lisa of course um, she reminded me of Lisa Kudrow from Friends she reminded me of Lisa Simpson from uh How I Met Your Mother <laughs> me too no it wasn't that oh god it was another what's the show <laughs> that she's from Family Guy thank you okay yeah. I think it was actually the Cleveland show is when she was introduced I is can't that the believe one with that the show exists. Berenstain Bears or something? Hmm. My, I thought don't it even, was... L- don't even say Berenstain in this <laughs> call right now. <laughs> Watch it with that. I'm a Steen. I know about the Steen Bears. So um, Lisa has the power to hypnotize. And she I, is like a, a trained professional, it seems. And we should set the scene. This is supposed to be like working class Chicago. Um, though you couldn't tell by people's terrible, terrible, terrible accents. Kevin Bacon does a terrible accent this whole time. Either that yeah. or people in Chicago just talk shitty. No, his accent I thought that was, was just his voice. No, have you heard, I also have you that heard been his Kevin voice. Bacon and like other things? He sounds terrible. For all I the fame that he was... has, this is, I think, the first movie I've seen with Kevin Bacon in it. Have you seen Footloose? I guess probably not. No. <laughs> I have also not seen Footloose. Wow. I guess maybe I haven't seen it either. <laughs> I mean, you sort of like, it's one of those like movies that you can sort of know by osmosis. Right. Loose. Footloose. That's it. That's the one. The copyright censors are going to be going crazy on this episode. <laughs> because of, of Ryan's perfect pitch. Ryan has perfect pitch. I don't know if we've mentioned that yeah. before. We should um, probably thanks. talk about that more. <laughs> we really should. We should try to sell it. It's it's you know, two guys and their perfect pitched friends who only raps because he's too afraid to let his gift loose on on his friends. Um, so Kevin Bacon gets hypnotized. Yeah, there's the whole scene where like all of his working class Chicago buddies is like, "This is a load of horse shit. Come on, let's go back to to Southie because their accents suck." Um, and then and then she says, "Oh yeah, well." try it and then she gives a bunch of of warnings about how she's not supposed to do it to hostile people or drunk people and then does it anyway because he fell right. under both of those character uh, he was categories yeah. um well everyone pressures her you know she they're like do it do it come on do it and he's yeah, like you're not cool it. if you don't do it i can take it i can take it i'm cool i can take it <laughs> you think this is more difficult than packing sausages get out of here He's like, I've been through tough times, you know, I've slept in, I've slept in hours, okay? I know what it's like to be hypnotized. I'm a Cubs fan, come on, forget about it. She hypnotizes I'm going to take you through the hypnotism. Thank you, Ryan. I just want all of you guys to close your eyes. Mm. You doing it? Okay. Now, you're sitting in a movie theater. Mm. Imagine the people. Now. Imagine they're all gone. You're alone in the theater. It's just you and the screen and the the empty chairs, the empty auditorium. Are you with me so far? Mm. Mm-hmm. You're alone. It's a fancy auditorium. It's a it's a fancy one. It's got one of those things the the screens that comes down from the ceiling for some reason. It's a nice one. And then the show begins. And on the screen, you see the word sleep. Now, imagine your body starts to float up into the sky with the chair around you. 
and you start floating into the screen towards it. Focus on that word. Sleep. 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 And then you wake up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry that I was laughing that whole time. I just... I couldn't help but notice how wrong you were about the, all of that. <laughs> he is not part of the 8%, obviously. <laughs> so, that yeah, would be Lisa, the 8% of people who are easily hypnotized. Lisa puts Kevin Bacon through that, and uh, <laughs> then he, he, he sees all these flashes of murder, and he wakes up, and he's like, what's going on? What's going on? And everyone's like, oh, you were faking it. You were doing all this crazy stuff. We stabbed you with a fucking safety pin, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> and then there was a part where she said, yeah, I told you to bleed on the other side only. And you did. Or no, that that's not what happened. The 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 dad from Transformers uh, was like, I still can't believe you did it. Like it was like he ran around with his underwear on his head, but he chose to bleed out of one side and not the other. I don't know. As if that's a choice, too. Like, excuse me? Mm. I've never made a choice about where my blood came from. It was always a surprise. <laughs> so anyways, and so he, these he, visions stick with him. Yeah, Ryan, yeah. you want to take it? Yeah, he, get, he gets traumatized. And what we don't, what we skipped over, which is a very important detail, is the movie starts with his son talking to the camera to... A, 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 ghost, a ghost. A ghost. A ghost. A ghost. We, yeah, we should have said that for sure. That was important. There's a ghost. And uh, the kid's talking to the ghost. The kid is friends with the ghost at this point. Let's say that, right? It seems friendly. The kid's like, oh, yeah, I'm talking to Samantha. I'm talking to Samantha. Oh, I'm just in the bath playing with Samantha. Oh, I'm just watching TV with Samantha. It's not a big deal. And Kevin Bacon is traumatized by these visions that Lisa gave him. And he keeps having them. And so he goes back to Lisa and he's like, dehypnotize me. And she's like, well, oh, no, this is uh, sorry. I, I'm, I'm getting ahead That's of myself. So he, calls, he calls Lisa on the phone and she says, well, before I woke you up, I said, when you wake up, your mind will be open mm. like a door open to receive everything around you. Mm. Which is the sort of open-ended verbiage you really shouldn't be using in a horror movie. Yeah, I think I, from now on, after watching this film, I'm just sort of going to act like, with every like sort of decision I have to make, with every time I have to use logic, I'm going to act with a genie's logic, you know? Mm, like, you right, got right. to figure the wording is going to, the wording is going to be twisted against you any way you slice it. Like, if you ask a genie for the uh, smartest man alive, maybe he'll give you a baby who's going to grow in to be the smartest man mm. alive. Or like to, cure, to cure world peace, uh, the, everybody dies. Which would work, let's be honest. That would be kind of sick, actually. Um, What do you mean to cure world peace? Is that the right word to describe no, that? Probably not. But, you know, it's the words I chose, and it's the words I'm going to stick with. Um, That's fair. I do that all the time. Catch me in Ryan's raps. <laughs> yeah, later in the podcast, catch him. Yeah, or we'll do a promo for the for the rest of the podcast. Um, so, he's, he's sort of haunted by these visions. He then has sex with his wife, 
uh, and uh, he's having these visions. He's feeling attacked, and his wife didn't do a great job with this situation. I don't think. I want. I want to get y'all's 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 pit y'all y'all's takes on this. I feel like she if was on the other foot though in this situation. Here's the thing. If I was her, I would think that my husband was losing his goddamn mind. I would have no idea what to do. Yeah, so I feel like maybe her decisions him, right? in this movie. Oh well. Oh <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, with this scene in particular, I suppose. Hmm. It might have been a little strange, her choices. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. For context. You know, you know, marriage is so tough, mm, you know? Mm, mm. I would know. I've been married for 40 years. <laughs> to a ghost. <laughs> oh, marriage? No one's been married here for 40 years. <laughs> Mm. And so yeah, they do have this sex thing. <laughs> I feel like it's unimportant. The sex. I was just gonna say, I'm sorry, my mouth is full of nuts. Disgusting. <laughs> that you couldn't probably wait forty five been... minutes. Wow. Um, Despicable. I crammed a whole block of cheese in my mouth a minute before we started recording and you have nuts now. <laughs> I'm hungry. You couldn't I'm wait forty five minutes. You couldn't wait till we got home. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're going all this way, okay? <laughs> we're driving all this way to see your favorite band, and what well, we did we did already. We enjoyed it, and you can't wait till we get home to eat the nuts. No, I mean the nuts are right here. I don't know what the big deal is. I don't know what you expected from me. Okay, well you I'm know? trying to drive, okay? And this is a hatchback, <laughs> all right? And I'm just trying to jam so, out to my favorite Frank Ocean tunes, and you're you're just uh you're just uh you're just over here chewing in my ears, man. Yeah, I'm exactly. Sorry. I'm hearing the munch, 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 no, munch, I munch. And I can barely I even drive this hatchback, which your own grandfather passed down to me, and I've had it for thirty years. Yeah, no, I know. I'm sorry. I'll do better. I forgive you, but you're not my son anymore. Oh, well, that's a win-win. <laughs> I was really hoping Ooh. to get. I was really hoping to get back to my real dad, since the Maury, curse you put Maury, under me. Wow, Maury, Maury. <laughs> What do you think Maury's doing with this whole pandemic thing? Congratulations, Constantine. You are not the father. Do you think that okay, he Ryan's has like paternity tests <laughs> for his cats, and he just reveals it every week? Just gives what? him a bunch of catnip and is like, Mittens, you are, in the case of b- little baby Bopso, you are not the father. And they all go crazy because he puts a bunch of lasers around. What do you guys you know, think Maury's doing? If the creative team for Maury is listening right now, I'd like you to please lean in. Okay? This is your time. <laughs> lean in because like I'm, the Sheryl Sandberg book? What? You said lean in, and I thought you meant like the Sheryl Sandberg book, Lean In. Why would I be talking about that? I don't know. I, I thought <laughs> I it would be funny. I was telling them to be like to progressive lean in. corporate Actively. feminists. What? Huh? I was telling them to lean in. My point is, folks, folks at the creative team for Maury, if you're listening, please lean in because here's my idea Maury over Zoom. Mm. And here's the best part. <laughs> Anybody can sign up. Mm. They don't have to get flown out to your studio. They don't have to even prove that what they're saying is real. They can just sign up to be on this Zoom call and say some crazy shit. And then Maury's getting money. 
buddy? How's that, little huddy? Hmm. Did you guys know Maury's been doing Maury since 91? Did you guys know Regis Philbin died? Oh, yeah, Dude, I, I mentioned did. that in my raps. I was going to save it till the end. Well, oh. you shouldn't have said that because then it would have been a good callback, you fucking dumbass. <laughs> All right, we'll edit that part out. We'll edit this bit out. <laughs> oh, man. So he pulls out his tooth is what we're getting at. He pulls, yeah. he pulls uh, in short words. <laughs> in, yeah, in a more concise way, what we're saying, I guess, uh, son, is he pulled out his tooth. <laughs> um, and uh, So wait, that's why you were talking about Regis Philbin? Yeah, that's why we were talking about Regis Philbin. Because he pulled out his tooth? Because he pulled out his tooth, that's right. Rest in peace. I mean, he went to Nam, so probably at some point, right? Regis? Yeah, dude. <laughs> that famous Vietnam stereotype, people pulling Yo. out their teeth. Let's not talk about Regis, man. I'm getting sad. I'm getting sad, The point too. is... He had such a good um, voice. Kevin, whose name is Tom, and his <laughs> wife, whose name is Maggie, they want to go out again because mm. they're kind of selfish parents, you know? They don't like spending time with their child. And so they're going to go to this concert in some crazy packed venue. I think it was a football game. It was a football game. and you, Okay. And you're also missing there is a... Oh, no, never mind. There's a. They go to this football game, and uh, 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 um, Shia LaBeouf's dad um, uh, says uh, is talking about how his son. Oh, Adam. Oh, he's unbelievable. This game, high school football, is all about running the ball, and it always has been. My son's a great running back, and he's talking him up. And uh, 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 Kevin's getting real, real f- f- skeezed out by all the flashing red lights. He's not. Well, you gotta watch it because I haven't even introduced the red flashes yet, man. I was getting there. Oh, I'm sorry. I was getting there. Go ahead. Because we gotta talk about. Can we talk about Debbie for a second? Yeah, let's talk about Debbie. So Debbie's the babysitter, okay? The mom, Maggie's on a call with her friend. She's like, I gotta find a fucking babysitter. I don't know shit about being a mom. And the kid himself is like, Oh, why don't you talk to Debbie? And she's like, Who's Debbie? And the kid's like, Debbie is who used to sit for this person. And then she's like, Who, how'd you know that? And he's like, Samantha told me. She just passes over it. Not a big deal. They hire Debbie. And yeah, Kevin's getting all these red flashes. He's Every time he looks at Debbie, it's like a... And it's a flash of red light. Not good. And then, yeah, he's getting the same flashes on the way to the football game. When his, when his, uh, when his friend's talking about his son, Adam. It's true. And then at the football game later... You still getting the flashes? Are you guys still there? Hello? Yeah, we're still here. We're still here. You were doing such a good job, bro. I was just like in a trance. You know? I was in I was awe. Just, you know? I was sipping wow. some whiskey. Like Mac Miller I was just, does. I was wondering how many times I could say red flashes before one of you butted in. Oh, it was the amount that you said. <laughs> well, no, because I, I feel like I spurred it on. I was a bit of a catalyst of my own design. That's okay. So he's seeing these red flashes, and he gets this vision that uh, the babysitter, Debbie, is taking his son away. He's taking his son. He's taking Jake away. And they rush back, and sure enough, Jake isn't there. <gasps> so they go <gasps> running and then end up at the precinct? No, that was a train, train station. station. Yeah. Oh, train station, sure. Because, because he was, uh, Kevin Bacon was like, I don't know where we're going, but we're going there. Because of the flashes, they were telling him where to go, right, but they kind of right, just right. hinted at it. It was like some foreshadowing that he can see the future. Spoiler. Ah. Hmm. And uh, uh, yeah, and they find him, and, and um, 
the kid, the kid in a previous scene has been telling the telling the Debbie about Samantha and seeing Samantha, and that's what spurs that's what spurs on Debbie of taking taking him away to the train station, and they have this big confrontation, and we find out Debbie is Samantha's sister. Ooh, <gasps> spooky! And Samantha went missing years ago. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we do not six know months ago. where she did... Oh, yeah, six months ago, which <laughs> doesn't make much sense, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so uh, it continues, and uh, uh, Kevin Bakes and Mags are, are, are talking to... They're talking to their, their son, uh, and he uses an eerie voice and is like, don't talk to them, him. Talk to me. And then Kevin Bacon loses his mind. He's like, come back. Come back! You gotta tell me! You gotta tell me what! You gotta tell me what! Um, and Maggie is just absolutely losing her gorge. She's like, "What are you doing, man? What are you yelling at her kids for? Oh, yeah. oh, cheaper scoops!" That's what she and sounds the kid like. is like, "The kid is like, I don't want to talk about this because it scares mommy." <laughs> yeah, that's what he says. So they have their and little that's... secrets. They have their little fun. But then, Ooh, Kevin and Jake? Yeah, dude, they do. They, they sure do. do have their little secrets. It's like a freaking club in there, and Maggie's mm, not mm. even invited. Yeah, that's what she says. That's what she says yeah. to her sister. And then like every kid in kindergarten tries to do in the sandbox, they dig a hole. What? That's true. They do You're dig skipping a hole. over quite a bit. You're skipping yeah, over prob- enough, prob- right? probably, no. <laughs> probably the acts two through four of the movie. Probably the most important scene, actually. The most informative scene ever. Oh, shit, you're right. Yeah, so... But, in fact, we do see Kevin Bacon have a dream. Yeah. Where some not good stuff happens. He wakes up, he goes outside, his buddy Frank is on the doorstep. He looks kind of sad. He's in a red turtleneck. Interesting. Kevin Mm. Bacon walks down the street, walks into a house, and this kid, who's Frank's kid... Dad Adam? from Transformers. Yeah, the dad from Child. Transformers who is Frank. His son, Adam, is there. And he's like, hey. And Kevin Bacon's like, hey. And the kid's like, check out this gun. And Kevin's like, that's pretty <laughs> cool. And the kid's like, I'm going to shoot you. And Kevin's like, no. And so instead, the kid shoots himself. And he's like, and you then, think this is creepy? And then he rubs blood all over his face. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Really just trying to, trying to rub it in. Yeah. Really. And then he shock and awe wakes up is whoa and then he uh realizes that there are things that were happening in real life that matched up with the dream there was a note on the window and he runs down to the house and lo and behold by the time he gets there a gunshot has gone off and he throws a chair through the window tries to save him um and he's wheeled off in a on a gurney holding on for dear life and he's not if gonna, he dies. He's not going to get it. I'm pretty sure he. I'm pretty sure he's. Uh, he said there's yeah. later in the movie where he was like, "I'm going to go visit him at the hospital right now. He's in critical condition." Yeah, the guy said uh, maybe he lives, maybe he doesn't. Ah, so we still don't know. Schrodinger's dead. Yeah, that's what they call it. Yeah. Either you're dead, or you're, you're alive not. in a hospital. At all times, at all here's here's what Schrodinger said. At all times in life, you are either alive or. You are dead. Mm. Mm. And that's why people think he's a genius. Yeah. And so, speaking of death, uh, 
The next really important thing is that Maggie and Jake go to this weird military funeral. Which Jake is attracted to because he says the music is beautiful. It's some bagpipes. Mm. Subjective. You know? <laughs> That's uh, what I like about this movie. It's subjective towards bagpipes. Well, yeah. I Because I got the sense that Jake loved them, but his mom was like, why is this kid so into bagpipes, you know? Yeah, and if That's you have a creepy I son, thought. I think if you have a creepy son, um, the last place you want to send him is a graveyard. I think you got to, like, really map quest that. And avoid all of them. Um, but it works out in their favor because they end up meeting this veteran um, who reveals... Police officer. It's a police officer. Oh, I thought he was in the Navy or something. No, he, it was clearly Chicago PD because the flag on top of the casket that they're burying was uh, the Chicago flag. Okay. So this Chicago police officer reveals to Yo, Maggie and... Move out of the way of my door, please. Thank you. As I was saying. <laughs> Impossible. These Maggie people. and Jake learn that Jake, in fact, has an ability called the eyes. Where he has some special eyes. And it's not really explained to us what that means yet. But the police officer, whose name is Neil who we know that because Jake knew his name, even though they, they've never mm, met before. Because they're both and Neil seers. Because they're both what? They're seers. They're receivers. They both have the eyes. And he says, send your husband, because he's probably got the eyes too, to me later. And I'll explain what's going on. But instead of sending Kevin, she goes herself. And Neil says, listen, if you got a ghost in your house... You have to do what she asked you to do. But Maggie is not sure what that means. Yeah, it's a very weird scene where, like, we're shown that there is, like, this whole group of these people. Um, and then we don't get to see see it. And it's just this guy giving information to this woman outside on the steps of this place. Um, but you can you can feel there's a lot of aggression from these people in the building. They do not want Maggie to come inside because she does not have the ability. Right. And they said it's not a I think the quote was it's not a fucking freak show. Yeah. So, so take that. Yeah. Atheists. <laughs> yeah. My religion is not your uh, 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 zoo. OK. Exactly. Mm. I'm glad we could have this conversation. Me too, man. Where's Ryan? I'm waiting so for Maggie... my roommates to be quiet. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they haven't gotten the freaking memo from when you yelled at them in the face? In their big old face? When you assaulted them with just the most vile language I've ever heard. Honestly, I, said, I thought it was I, said, I thought it was I thought it was a little aggressive. I thought and it was a little too far. I was really surprised that they didn't burst in and bash you in the brains. Yeah. Bud. Yeah. When you called them like uh, uh, toe fingers and uh, when you called them like uh, uh, wood for brain and when you called them like uh, uh, Professor Loudmouth, you know. Yeah, and you know, those are all bad, but I thought the very worst one was when you got up and I'm amazed that I could get all this through just audio because <laughs> you stood up and you shat on them you opened the door and you released a big poo onto your roommates all they were doing was talking that's in the constitution man 
Oh, man. So uh, Kevin Bakes goes back to this uh, sister-in-law and says, do it again. You got to close the door. You got to close the door that you opened. Um, mm. And she she just, uh, she what did she say? She spoke to Big Fatty, a Big Fatty before. Oh, yeah. She said that they were really high, her and her friend Carlotta. Yeah. Who he asked to leave, which I thought, you know, she can be there for that. I don't um, think he asked her to leave. He asked if she could help, and then she was like, "What's the problem?" And Lisa was like, "This is the problem." And she was like, "Oh no, I'm not going to fucking help with that. Uh, that sounds really bad." Okay, yeah. Um. Uh. So. Uh, uh. They do the hypnotism. It doesn't go great. Uh. Because the word sleep is now dig, and he see has all these visions of horrible, horrible things. Uh. And and the sister in law is not in control. Um. But he he comes too. Uh, knowing that he has to dig, um, and uh, so so that's what he does. He just he just and, starts digging. And yeah, the next day Maggie comes home and him and Jake are digging these two big old holes in the freaking backyard. And let me tell you, this scene played like an improv scene from a college improv team. And it was really strange. It seemed like they were really trying to heighten how much of a bad husband he could be to Maggie. Yeah. Yeah. Because she goes, oh, I just got home from work. And he's like, okay, well, I'm digging. And she's like, oh, well, like, I'm worried about this. And he's like, okay, well, I'm digging. Mm. It got to the point where literally her grandma died. And he was like, gotta dig. Gotta dig. (laughs) Kevin Bacon says, I have to keep digging. I'm sorry. It's an important project for me. Insane. Her grandma happened to die right then. Can you believe that? That was wild. And he had he he knew what was happening. She was reading a letter about how she's going to go into the hospital, and he's like, "No, she's." And then he stops, and then the phone rings. Whoa! Spooky My God. man, spooky. He has the eyes. He certainly has the eyes. Yes, yeah, so anyway, he's digging. He, he's digging. He starts yeah. digging away. He starts blasting away in his backyard. Him and his son. And they're going. And then no, his the wife son's goes gone because they went to, yeah, they went away. His wife left. His wife goes to the funeral with the kid. And then he's like, it's not here. It's mm. not in the backyard. Mm. Let me head to the basement. So he goes to the basement. And uh, he gets a jackhammer. And he starts blasting. But she calls him up and he's like, oh, no, everything's fine. No more digging. Ah. <laughs> I wouldn't even know how to dig if I wanted to. I don't even know the meaning of the word. <laughs> um, he's a big fat liar. He's a big liar. He was lying about it. Uh, she resolves to come back, uh, and he at this point he is. Uh, it's a two hour. It's an hour drive at this time of night. She said, um, and uh, and she he um, has torn the place up, uh, and just um, made a mess like a freaking. Like a loony. Bacon in a, in a china shop, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's got a jackhammer, he's got pickaxes, and lo and behold, eventually, he tears down this fake stone wall in the basement, and there is uh, there is Samantha, and uh, and he gets the vision of what happened, and it was this- And let's, let me just say, before, before we go into that, she's decayed quite a bit. She's decayed far more than a couple of months. She's fully blackened. Yeah. yeah. She has rotted. Yeah. It looked like the back of a chimney, though. It um, looked like a mummy in a museum is what it looked like to me. No, I'm saying the place that she was put into. No, it was like a false wall. we're going into the details. 
But it was like in the basement, though. That's not how chimneys work. Two-level chimney, you know? <laughs> okay, yeah, Ryan's A living in the year 4000, and we're all back here. chimney. Mm, okay. Um, so, point is, he does get this logistics. vision. Okay. Are we, ta- are we going to talk about the? Are we going to talk about the chimney? Are we going to talk about the chimney? Ryan, no, we, do you want to? No, no. I would love fine. to hear more about this chimney. No, Sparky was just throwing some shade about my two-level chimney idea. Um. Okay. That's well, nothing, let's go though. over the it's logistics nothing. then. How would that work? Well, you got a chimney on the first the the basement, and then you have the same chimney on the second floor but with multiple vents so that you're not breathing the smoke from the first floor into the second floor okay okay i mean i guess i don't know why they have to be the what's, same chimney though yeah what's the purpose just so you don't have two little holes poking out of the top of your house is that it because you you get some pressure loss right i mean you get some you get some loss of suction it would be it would be more efficient just to have two pipes I can do the math. And I'll for be you honest. If you want. I think you. I think you lost some. Uh, I think you lost some defense points <laughs> by making a little hole in your outer armor there on the outside of your house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> once the armies come, it's not gonna be good for you, man. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Once the armies come, man, you're done, though. I've been playing a lot of Sid Meier's Civilization Five. Ooh, oh, we should play that together, man. We should play that. I would play that with you. Oh guys. my god! Yeah, yeah. Wait, no, for real. Let's do that. Let's do that tonight. And then, and then what we could do is we could record it. And for like the 16 hour long things, we could talk about stuff and that could be like a podcast or something. Yeah. You know what people love to watch? Boring. <laughs> mm. Boring games. Boring games. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to record that. What I do want to talk about is, uh, so uh, what happened is troubling. Uh, it's the sons of his landlord and um, I guess Shia LaBeouf's brother since it's it's the dad from Transformers son and they they uh, they essentially lure this girl in uh and and assault her and kill her um and uh and unfortunate yeah it's bad so he goes he goes and talks to uh uh he goes and talks to one of the sons he goes to talk to uh uh Shia's dad um Shia LaBeouf is not in this movie I want to make sure that's clear. Um, <laughs> but this is Shia's dad in Transformers. It is Shia's in dad movie. in Transformers in this movie. Stanley Yelnet Sr. Mm. Stanley nope. Yelnet's dad. We are we are a couple of uh, we are a couple of layers deep into confusing who this man is. Um, okay, so Madame Zeroni comes into the house. <laughs> <laughs> he. Uh, he he's like I didn't want you to, I didn't want you to find I gotta call the cops I don't I didn't want you to find out uh, from the police or the news um, and they go back they go back to the basement and show him and uh, and we find out ooh this dad already knew and he brought a gun um, he helped them he helped them cover it he up he helped them out and he runs upstairs runs away from the guy with the gun uh, and the landlord is there with his son. And they uh, they get into a big fight and they try to kill him and a scuffle ensues and just when hope seems lost the 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 wife comes back with a knife because she knows something is a foul and um, and uh, the uh, and at this point by the way I feel I should say we think that Frank has shot himself Shia's Stanley's dad 
Frank. Stanley Yelnitz's dad. Yeah, we Frank. think he's dead, though. Um, and it's also an important note is the reason why they didn't just call the police because his wife Maggie hears the tussle from outdoors when she pulls up with the cop. Right. right. Well, no, and, uh, she sees that the lights are being turned off, mm, right. which we all know is a sign of struggle. Um, yes. We all Anyways, know that the cops are the ones inside the house with the gun. Yes. Um, Wait, the, that was the cops? That wasn't the cops. That was the landlord. Yeah, he no, the landlord was also a cop. He's like, when I leave the force, I'm going to have three down payments, and I'm going to be a landlord already. Oh, my God. That oh. would never happen in a movie today. That's weird. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't think about that. How many cops are also landlords? Uh, too many, I would say. Apparently. It's, I'd it's, say even one would be too many. I think one would be very much too many. Um. <laughs> Yeah, and, and then Frank comes back upstairs and saves the day and shoots the son and the dad. Uh, yeah. And uh, and they are driving out of the neighborhood, and um, and it's just, it fades in on the kid, and he just hears all these voices going, Jake, 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 and roll credits. That's the end of the movie. You could say it's... the pigs housed the bacon. Um, okay, let's unpack that. Yeah, okay. I was trying to interject about the landlords and Kevin Bacon. No, I got it. Okay. Who are the but, pigs? Uh, Who are the pigs? The cops. The cops. So the cops house the bacon. That sounds like they put him in jail. No, Is that they, what happened? He, he's his landlord. He put him in the house. Oh, cause, oh yeah, sorry. I forgot. <laughs> I can't believe I just forgot again that he was also a cop. <laughs> that would have really enlightened things for me. I'm sorry. Mm. Can I talk about a Fuck highlight real you. quick? Yeah, let's get into yeah. hi- Miller highlights. So Kevin Bacon, Shame. in Shame this scene, which I previously said read like a college improv team, part yeah. of the reason I thought that is because he opens it with a joke. Let's be honest. What was the he joke? comes inside, pours out two glasses of OJ, mm. passes one to his wife. He's been working in the yard all day long. So he chugs this OJ down. Slams it on the table, looks over, says, are you going to finish that? <laughs> Drinks the other OJ. Hilarious. Genius moment for Kevin Bacon in this film. Such a That's power my man. highlight. I, I, uh, my highlight is the scene just when he's in the hole. Uh, I wrote in my notes that that was his Oscar winning moment. Speaking of high school improv, um, because he's really giving it his all. He's like, you want me? This is the most important thing that's ever happened to me, and you want me to stop? And he's really selling it. You want me to just sit on the couch and drink eight or nine beers at night until I fall asleep? That's what he's like. That's my uh, that's that was... my highlight, is it's his Oscar-winning moment. What you know that what? Have I to think do I'm actually going to give you an improv. Oscar for that, Sparky. Oh, thanks, man. I'm giving you an Oscar. Oh, Oh, it's coming through the it's coming through the screen. What did that have to do with high school improv? What? Well, Sparky's at high school. There's a game called Oscar winning moment. Well, you know, see how the fuck am I supposed to know that? Well, you came to our. It's a good point. You came to our shows. And as a listener, you know what? What are they gonna? That what? what, Yeah. yeah. You came to our shows though, so sort of bums. Hey Ryan, you're totally right about this and not being mean to Sparky at all. (laughs) <laughs> what are some highlights? First off, I'd like to uh, address the audience and say uh, I'd like to provide a formal apology to the Shelton family oh. and those who I've hurt with my harsh words. 
Oh, Specifically, it, which member of the Shelton family by one? legal uh, name, that please? That would be Marcus Sparky oh, Shelton. Okay, thank yes, you. Yes, thank you very much. Residing in some place in Alabama. You got it. You can look up his house on Google Maps. Have you done that before? Yeah. No. Really? Yeah. Why? <laughs> Just, you know, when I want to feel close to you. What did you think? No, I mean, your house is listed on Google Maps. Oh. It's got its own location. Oh. <laughs> is, it a, is it a business? Can I shop there? I didn't know that. <laughs> Sparky doxed himself, pal. Sparky's going to be staring out the window for the next 10 years. <laughs> there's just... Is that why there's a Google Street View car parked outside of my window every day? Yeah, is yeah, that they, why there's an all-black Google Street View car that's always pointing red dots into my window? What's up with that? Can we talk about that? <laughs> so anyway, my Miller highlight is the one when he's floating in the chair twice. The second chair float was fantastic when you saw it from a third-person yeah. perspective. Oh, my God. That was beautiful. Yeah, that was great. The first time when it's like, sleep. Sleep, and then the the second time though, when it's like, dig, dig, oh, mm. yeah. Brought okay, but I'm eye. talking about the intermediate chair float when he's dreaming and he sees himself floating in the chair, and it's like a really nice, comfy chair that you have like in a living room, not a movie theater chair, mm. or like mm. a Sinopolis style, you know? No, I'm Maybe talking about like a AMC grandma chair, like a full-on grandma chair. Yeah, no, it was good. 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 Sounds like you don't care about the grandma chair. I don't really remember the chair, to be totally honest, so I was just going with it. Damn. Okay. Um. Hey, guys. Who's the boss? Yo. The kid. Or Samantha. Samantha was kind of a fucking girl boss. When she walked... Away, I was actually I was I forgot that I was gonna say that earlier. I planned on saying she walks away like a total girl boss, but I forgot about it. When? But she is. When she gets free. Oh right. When they yeah. finally find her body and kill the killers, and she's free, she walks away like a total girl right. boss of herself. Yeah. yeah. This movie isn't that scary if you put yourself into the shoes of Samantha, right? Yeah, she's kind of like, killing it. Well, except for the one part where she gets killed. <laughs> That's not good. Yeah, that wasn't great. Um. I think most horror movies aren't very scary if you think of it from the perspective of the the evil person. She's not evil though. She was just killed in this house and happened oh, no, to befriend I a small child. I didn't want to say. I didn't like, want, that's that's a good point. She's not evil, but she is the haunting specter. She is, but not even on purpose. She's like the lovely bones. Yeah, she's like the she's like the jump scarer. She she provides almost all of the jump scares in the movie. Okay, but have you seen Haunting of Hill House? Because according to that show, being a ghost is terrifying. Mm, I have not. It's like part of the torture. Um, I don't. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't watch a lot of horror. That's sort of the broader conclusion I came to. I'm not a big fan. I didn't. I, I don't. I didn't enjoy the process of watching this movie. Hmm. I didn't find myself to be that scared by this film. No. Except for the one scene when, like. They were all just like at the party and he was like asking people about Samantha and then like suddenly John Malkovich comes in and he's like, hello, <laughs> Kevin, 
hi, I'm John Malkovich. And that, it just like sort of unsettled me because it was like, okay, what's this guy doing here? You know, like, can you back off? Because this is mm. not your movie, John. Mm. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I wanted to comment on something that I forgot about. Um, this movie was far more progressive than any of the other films because they kind of address like the shitty, weird uh, sexual assault culture that was prevalent in the 90s that was very apparent throughout all of the other films that we've seen thus far. Mm. Mm. And they show the gruesome, like the, 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 the deadly facts. But also, they were like, don't say the R word to that one guy. And then they all beat him up at a block party. That was yeah. progressive of them. That was... Yeah, right? I don't think it absolved them from anything, obviously. What but, was there to absolve? Um, um, that John Malkovich scene, because <laughs> let me tell you, it didn't fit in the film at all. Oh, you idiot. John Malkovich wasn't in this. You know, if I'm going to keep doing the bit, you guys have to give it back to me, um, too. No, he wasn't in it. I'm sorry. You're right. I'm sorry. Thank you. I Thank mean, you. one of these days, he's bound to be in it, right? He has to be in one of them. <laughs> so I love him. So he's got to be in one of them. Um, yeah. Um, I think the boss is the kid. Boss is the kid, right? No way. Kid's Samantha. the boss. He no. was kind of a girl boss. <laughs> a bit of a girl boss of himself. He 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 was like he has the same powers that broke his father and he was just like I want to watch cartoons. And that was the whole well, thing. Here's my thing about that. He was born with the powers, so he was used to it. Oh, whereas sure. his dad was just like kind of thrown into it by some scary woman from friends. Hey, why did we have to see this is this is a a new segment. I think I want to introduce this new segment. Um, cause I think it's probably going to come up in other movies. Um, uh, it's a new bit I'm proposing called, um, Hey, why did we have to see that woman naked? There that was a naked a fantastic woman. question. Why, why did we have to see the wife's butt? She was going to get oh. in a bath and then there was a whole thing where she had to go relight the, pa- the, the pilot light and because the I'll, water listen, was cold because Samantha was in it. I'll propose a narrative it. to you. Yeah. So there's this sex scene earlier in the movie, right? Right. Which also felt gratuitous, unnecessary. Very much so. The wife has a robe on the whole time. Yeah. The director, this guy was excited about shooting a nude sex scene. And he was kind of mad that she had a robe on in the sex scene. He was like, what the heck? I wanted to see her butt. (laughs) And so in this bath scene, he was like, let's just, can we see your butt? Yeah. Is that okay if we see your butt? Certainly not. And she great. was like, "Yeah, that's fine." Mm, was she though? Was she? I mean, we don't know, we but don't I'm know. I'm trying to present, you know, the best narrative that I can. And it, already I'm on I'm on thin ice with this director still character. It's pretty bad, yeah. Um I don't think it added to the plot. I think we can mark that down as gratuitous. Definitely. Um, um well, I Until I'm seeing Kevin Bacon's dick. Yes. Thank thank you. Thank you. He did look I I said I said uh uh that he looked kind of jacked in this movie. Um and my girlfriend said, "Does he though?" Um and I posed that same question to you, boys. Does he though? Does he what? Say that again. Sorry. Was he was, uh, was he sort of ripped? Uh, was he sort of jacked? I think it was just normal physique, you know. He seemed Not pretty too, normal, yeah. He worked a he worked a, you know, a trade job. He was a wire, a lineman. Yeah. Not a football player, but uh, the guy who fixes the lines, the power lines, mm. in a city. So that's just <laughs> and like... And he's a football player on the side. 
<laughs> yeah. No, I mean he was in a band. Sorry, he's in a band. Oh shit! So easy to, to, to it's mix easy up. to mix but, yeah, up because it only comes up fit. once. Working class fit. Sure. Not like he was hitting the gym with the proteins and the calorie macros. He was just yeah. He was just a just well, a good looking dude. Well, I think I think there's what I would really would really enjoy at this point to wash these uh, these uh, unsalted mixed nuts down is a little bit of Ryan's wraps. Me too. And before we get into it, I want to just say something, which is that last time Ryan had me do this little intro where I said Roger the Green Bully in a sort of sexy lady voice, like they do on those type beat videos on YouTube, you know, and he wants me to do another one this week. Okay. And I don't think I'm gonna, Ooh, I don't why think not? I'm gonna do it. Why not? I don't like it. I don't think this one is as funny. All mm. right. Can you just come up with one that you thought was funny or should I just go without it? I'll say it if you don't want to. No, I'll do it. I'll do it. Come up with one. Surprise me. Okay. <laughs> Madam Zeroni beats. <laughs> Fourth wall broken dad is paranoid, having a new kid he can't afford, at a party that he can't avoid, about to be hypnotized, enter the void. <laughs> I don't like the way I'm saying that. Can I can I take it from the top? Can we take it from the top? Yeah, go ahead, buddy. I was jamming to that, man. I thought it was good. I need to get a beat in my head. Mm. Just like give mm. me a second. Mm. I'm just a rock. Mm. I don't have the camera on, so they don't get the the visuals of this this comedy bit. But <laughs> I gotta. <laughs> Which is probably good because it's an audio medium. <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna say it because I can't think of a beat right now. No, um, I'll give you a beat here. I'll give you a beat real quick, and then just sort of. Install it in your head so I don't have to keep doing it, okay? Right, Download go. his beat. This is the beat. Hey. Okay. Fourth wall broken, dad is paranoid. <laughs> having a new kid. Wait, having a new kid that he can't afford at a party that he can't avoid, about to be hypnotized, enter the void. What's the. That. I didn't. I don't like that stanza. It's what okay. Move past it. What, I liked it. You dropped the beat so fast. You really fell off. What's the worst that'll happen? Famous last words. Fucked in the head, he's making it worse. Close your eyes, breaking the cords, floating away, a boat on a fjord. Focus on your nightmare, it's more like a daydream. Fall asleep, see her face makes you want to scream. Water turns to blood and he's losing teeth. Let's dive deeper into the hellscape beneath. Kevin Bacon is cooked and somebody turned on the red lights, drinking vodka, trying to get rid of the bad frights. But he saw the kidnapping getting some good sights. 2020, 2020, vision is 2020. R.I.P. Regis. That's the end. Nice. Really appreciated the R.I.P. Regis part. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think it was Thank tasteful. Um, well, that leaves only one thing left to do with this Stir of Echoes movie, uh, and that's to find Two out things. the legs. And as we learned last week, uh, the leggiest, the leggiest weekend. Yeah, but we weekend. also have two things to do. Yeah, I'd actually like, oh my God, I keep forgetting it. I'm so sorry. Who put you in charge, man? I'm I'm throwing a mutiny. 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 Yeah. Come on, Sparky. Mutiny. 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 I I propose that Sparky's in charge now. Yeah, I second it. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Me. I like that. Ooh, I propose Ryan's in charge, maybe. Well, two to one. Who? So we Who's that? That brings us to wow. that brings us to Milk or Merlot. Um Ryan, as a gesture of goodwill and concession, I will allow you to go first. I think it was a solid Merlot. Maybe not. It was like a two-buck chuck you get at Trader Joe's. Maybe not like top-shelf bottle of wine, but I thought it was pretty good. Mm. 
I agree. And I actually think that it was uh, a bottle of wine that you'd get from Trader Doe's, which is what Ryan was going to say before he corrected himself. I thought Sorry. it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, um, it was, you know, a, a, a Cabernet Blanc, which for me is, I can appreciate it, but it's not what I'm going to go for. Not, not in my taste Isn't palette. is a Cabernet a red wine? Uh, that's a Cabernet Sauvignon, but a Cabernet Blanc, uh. I think. Yeah, no, yeah, you're, you're probably right. right. Cool, but this is—we're talking about Merlots here, man. So get get those Cabernets out of here. I am sorry. Yeah, very true. Maybe an earthy Merlot that I wouldn't go for. Good, <laughs> also, but I'm though, not going I will for say it. I'll give Sparky slack on that because for the last episode I said that it was a cow, <laughs> which produces already spoiled milk. So it's kind of oh, open. Man. All right, I, like, I I brought up beer once and I was I was uh, I was ostracized. So I'm really <laughs> glad you guys are supporting me in this track time. Thank you. Okay, cool. A message from the king. <laughs> a message from Hello. the king. Hello. 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 It is I, the king, and Go I, have, me. I have come to say to give a a a, a light request to one Ryan. Because there is one thing that I would like to know. And you know what it is. And the more you keep it from me, the angrier I will grow. And the more I will know that you don't belong on here. Here being this earth. And you are not worth it anymore. Mm. Understood? Sir? Give me the legs. The legs, we How's that go? need to man the legs. Fucking Jonathan Groff, get out of here. All right, so opening weekend, $5 million, oh, 811000 Okay, Ooh, that's man. a lot of money. I wish that was my money, but I wish more that you would tell wow, me what the legs one are. Went, yeah, this one went international. Domestic, 1888 theaters. Ryan, give me the fucking legs. Ryan. It made thirty-seven million dollars. Give me the legs. the legs. And the legs. And the legs. Oh my god. And the legs. Oh my god. Coming in at a three point six four domestic box office. What was the leggiest weekend? Did it break four? Did it break four for leggiest weekend? Let's hear okay, it. I think that was that's not a stat here. Oh I, I my god, I'm not seeing it. I I even looked wow. yesterday to make sure that it wasn't just like the one time thing about that movie that we saw the last time that I forgot the name of. But uh, Doug, Doug's first right. movie. <laughs> it was 24 hours ago. Well, I saw it a while ago. Yeah. No leggiest weekend, huh? Wow. Well, I'm gonna let say me, June second. Let, let me let me do some. Um, Can you do some more Jonathan Groff from Hamilton? What? What? Sounded like you were being the king of England. That was his name, Jonathan Groff, right? He was in uh, Mindhunter. Yeah, Jonathan Groff the first, Jonathan Groff the second, and then it was... King Louis. Um, Henry, Henry... Henry! Oh, God, what's... <laughs> um, I don't remember. There's a... Oh, what's the one? Cromwell. Cromwell. Ollie, Com- Ollie Croms, as they call him. Um... That's incidentally my favorite part of uh, high tea is the oligroms. Um, that's going to do it for Stir of Echoes. Uh, join us. Thank you so much for listening. Join us next week for our uh, movie, which is number. Let me let me check on it. Uh, oh, eighty-four. 
84 of uh it is uh the bachelor um the my god log line is the commitment phobic man goes in search of a bride including his fed up girlfriend to inherit his grandfather's 100 million dollar inheritance it sounds stars like a recipe for disaster <laughs> chris o'donnell uh of ncis fame and uh the movie the the actress that the 90s loved beating up renee zellweger um god they did love to punch her in the face huh? <laughs> he did not oh and Artie lang i wonder sarah if... silverman sarah Artie silverman lang too? more like tardy bang what jennifer esposito yeah. you guys seen that jennifer esposito actually Artie lang is dead right i shouldn't say that uh, no, he he's die? still alive. Oh, okay, cool. He's... Yeah, fuck Artie Lang. No, no, he's, he's <laughs> had a hard life. He's had a rough go of it. Sorry, um, Artie. But you'll have to you'll have to get all of the good Artie Artie Lang jokes next week on ninety nine one hundred, um, because we're gonna end the show. Uh, I've been your uh, I've been your I've been your guy host, Sparky Shelton, and I've been your lady host, <laughs> Tino Mickens. And as always, I'm Ryan. Good night.